Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. And some people may not agree with this and they're allowed to be wrong. What gets you started in your business is not the same thing that'll help you build a business where you make great money and have the time and freedom to enjoy a great life. No one can control everything in their business themselves. If you're trying to be on top of all the tasks, basically your business will eat your head off. It just becomes a monster that devours you. Task focused is how am I going to do it? People focus is how are we going to get it done? And uh, the nut was just so tightly... Why do so many successful tradespeople and technicians struggle to make the jump to being a successful business owner? And why do so many business owners grow their business to a certain level and then just get stuck, unable to push through to the next level of success? Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how your gift of being great at getting the work done may be the very thing that's stopping you succeeding as a business owner. This episode will be controversial and will challenge you to change the way you see your role in your business. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Hi there, Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, beaming in today. Uh, looking forward to this episode here with my good mate and uh, sidekick, Phil Smith. G'day. How are you going? I'm good, always good. Nice. Yeah, always good. Good. <laughs> We're back to normal. We are. We're quite normal today. Well, should we yeah, let's talk about it. the topic for today? Yeah, topic for today is uh, how most business owners are great tradespeople and technicians, and how they're often the hardest working person in their business, but they often focus on that hard work uh, and put the effort on the wrong area. Uh, if they want to actually have long-term success in their business. So put another way, what gets you started in your business is not the same thing that'll help you build a business where you make great money and have the time and freedom to enjoy a great life. It's going to be different. It is. Uh, this is going to be a little bit controversial and some people may not agree with this and they're allowed to be wrong. Uh, so <laughs> we need to get into it. Here's the thing, most business owners and me included and, and you included are uh, what we call task focused. We're great at getting work done. Uh, with our own physical efforts, you know, whether that's uh, wiring out a house, painting, whatever. Whatever we're really good at, do. Yeah, and uh, we're fast as well, and we do a great job. Mm. The problem is as your business grows, this is a problem because there comes a time when no one can control everything in their business themselves. And what ends up happening is if you're trying to be on top of all the tasks, basically your business will eat your head off. Yep. Uh, it just becomes a monster that devours you. So to effectively grow as a business owner, we have to actually shift from being task-focused person to more of a, a people-focused leader. Mm. Uh, and that's about getting the work done through others. It's a big challenge for a lot of people, very difficult because there's a lot going on at the kind of uh, surface level, but also underneath in terms of identity and mindset and all that sort of stuff. So today's episode, we're going to dig into what task-focused is and what people-focused leadership is, what they look like, uh, and why you will struggle without the right amount of people-focused leadership if you really want to grow your business. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm sure you got a story for us. Now, I grew up on a farm. I'm a dad, Bruce, good guy. Oh, Brucey. Bruce, good man. Also Tony's middle name. It is. Actually, my first name is Anthony, shortened to Tony. Yeah, Anthony Bruce. Bruce. That's right. Try writing Anthony Bruce Fraser Jones on all your school things. Painful. Mm. Anyway, there you go. ABFJ. ABFJ. Uh, so we had a farm, and I can remember uh, we used to mow, you know, mow the grass to make hay and silage and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and the mower needed the blades changed, and uh, the nut was just so tightly on the bolt, I just couldn't get it off. So I had a spanner, and I was trying to get it off, and you know, leaning on this thing, and I just couldn't get it off. Mm. 
Incidentally, I got it from Dad's toolbox, and if anyone's uh, remember your Dad's toolbox, you try and lift it up, it's so heavy, it's full of stuff. Uh, and uh, now my kids complain about my toolbox being too heavy, and I'm like, it's not that bad, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all good. Uh, and Dad watched me sweating away on this, leaning on this thing, and he's like, hey, um, why don't you grab this pipe and put it on the end of the spanner? Mm. Oh, okay. Grabbed the pipe, whipped the nut off, no problem. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so he was teaching me that uh, that basic princi- principle of leverage, you know, about getting more done with with uh, the same or less effort. Uh, it worked great, and this is a really important principle uh, in our business today as well because the principle of leverage underlies everything we're talking about in this podcast today. If you want to get more and better results, you need to create great leverage in your business, you know, a longer lever. Yep. It allows you to generate more profit and revenue and do it in a way that you can have a great life as well, which is what this is all about. Yeah, that's why we're in business. It is. And he, he told me to put some uh, CRC you know, spray on the nut next time so it was easy to get off, but that's another whole story. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the old uh, Archimedes quote, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Give me a, a lever long enough, fulcrum to place it on, and I'll move the earth. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's quite good, smart uh, there. Quite philosophical, good mate. good chat. Good old Archimedes. Well, hey, look, if we don't understand the whole, uh, whole leverage principle, we're going to run into some problems, right? We do. You're going to work yourself into the ground. Uh, if you are excessively task-focused and don't get the right leverage through your people-focused leadership, you'll end up trying to do everything and be across everything, which is hard work. It's hard enough when there's one or two of you, but when there's 10 or 15 of you, it's a nightmare. Uh, you get exhausted. What we find is if you're excessively task-focused, you tend to be a micromanager. You micromanage your team. You struggle to delegate. And if you micromanage your team too much, you're going to damage the relationship you have with your team because they'll be like, well, he doesn't trust me or she doesn't trust me, doesn't really care about what I think, only really interested in getting the job done, not, you know, don't have my interests or my welfare at heart, and your business will, will stall. Your business growth will stall because you'll get employee turnover uh, and you'll just run out of bandwidth to do everything in your business. Yeah, really uh, tough. It's really tough. So this is important. If you are listening and you want to grow a successful business, making the shift from a task-focused person to a people-focused leader is absolutely fundamental. Yeah, and if we can make that shift from task focus to people focus, uh, big upside. Well, we get leverage. So we get a team on board. They can do more of the work. Uh, we can expand the, the amount of uh, influence we have in the marketplace. Less effort from us. Your team's going to grow because you're not micromanaging them. They feel like they can take initiative. They can build their experience, their education. They, they level up. That builds a great culture in your business. And your, your business actually grows in a way that gives you profit and time and freedom. You know, ultimate leverage, you can scale indefinitely if you get this right. Yeah, 100%. So how do we do it? First thing is, what is actually task-focused leadership? And task-focused leadership is all about just getting the job done. And uh, that's the projects you've got on out in the field. It's getting, might be getting the pricing done that you need to do. It could be just getting the invoicing done. It could be the sales calls that needs to get done. It's really about the result, uh, the completed task, if you like. Look, obviously it's important. You know, working hard, being conscientious is definitely one of the characteristics of success. And without it, you're going to struggle. Yeah, you have a hard time. You do. But task-focused leadership forgets about the people side of it. It's just putting pressure on people to get stuff done in the quickest time that you can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. People-focused leadership is different. Yeah, it is definitely different. Um, Basically, people-focused leadership means that the individual leader is more inclined to value and focus on interpersonal relationships, you know, like team culture, communication, motivation, ensuring all people are committed to the business and doing the right things. And I think people can make the mistake of thinking that it's all about the fluffy stuff and that 
anyone who's people focused is maybe a bit of a softy and they're just sitting around the campfire singing Kumbaya, but that's absolutely not the case. You know, there's real hard work that goes in here. And it's just being more focused on, you know, the people that you have in the business and getting them doing the right things the right way so that they can produce outputs and feel great about it and continue to do it day in, day out. That's that's more what the people focused side of it is. Whereas task focused is how am I gonna do it? People focus is how are we gonna get it done? And it's a it's just a different mindset, really. Yeah. And the smart leader, the leader who wants to grow a business or has grown a business, knows that you have to get your team on side. And that is the key to success mm. uh, because a people-focused leader creates huge leverage. Yep. And if you think about the concept of leverage, it's like the pipe that my dad put on the end of the spanner and I was able to you know, un- unloose that nut, no, no problem, way mm. more leverage. So if you think about you as a business owner, you've got 40 hours of effort a week. That's all you've got. If you've got 10 people in your business, now you've got 400 hours of effort. Mm. It's simple math. Yeah. So you've got 10 times the work going on now, maybe they're not quite as skillful as you or whatever, but it's still way more, whatever. That's all right. So it's like getting the pole and putting it on the end of your own ability to do work. Yeah. Uh, you know, leverage is required for true time freedom because you need other people to do stuff. You need people to be able to do the jobs when you're not there, to price the work when you're not there, to send your invoices out when you're not there, to do the marketing when you're not there, to do the sales calls when you're not there. Ultimately, when you've got a bigger business and, you know, 10, 15, $20 million business, you've got other people who hire the people, they do all the HR stuff the compliance, so that you can actually step away and the business can operate without you and still make money. Yeah, and I think that's the key is that, you know, that that task-focused stuff, it does actually evolve over time, you know, like at the start, your task-focused effort is going into working in the field on the tools and, you know, over time, uh, you're going to take that same task-focused mindset and you say, but I'm being people-focused, look at all the guys I'm driving on the tools, but you're still task-focused on the stuff that you're doing and that might be, you know, the marketing, the sales, it might be invoicing, it might be quoting, it could be anything. But, you know, then you apply that same principle again and you can continue to grow. And so it's all about understanding your role in the business. You know, when you are getting started, you know, your job is to do all the work. Uh, You know, basically it's go in and get it done, smash your jobs out. But, you know, if you want to grow, you know, you transition from doing the work to getting others to do that work on the tools, which is great. And so your job becomes, uh, you know, more about building the team, getting the right people in place. Their job is to grow the business for you. So they're getting the jobs done. You know, your job is hire, train and empower the team to do work. And then you continue to apply that principle. So after that, you know, you might hire, train and empower somebody else to run that team on the ground. You hire, train and empower somebody else to do work in the office. You hire, train and empower somebody else you know, to do the marketing or the sales or the pricing and on and on it goes um, until you have a, a team which is really getting everything done and that, that's the game, right? Yeah, and here's the, the weird thing. Uh, for your team to do their tasks well, which need to be done well, you know, the work's got to be done to a high standard, mm. uh, they have to know that they can trust you, that you've got their back, and that you actually have their best interests at heart. This is absolutely critical. Because mm. if they don't do that, and you don't have a strong culture, very quickly they'll start going in lots of different directions, they'll start sabotaging, they'll start sandbagging and doing you know, a half-baked job, and this won't work. If you're just driving them to get the work done, if you're not actually looking at them as people and what their hopes and dreams are and, and giving them some accountability and all this stuff, that's absolutely critical. So if you want the jobs done well, the jobs that you used to do well as a task-focused person, you have to look after your people so they can do the tasks well. Yeah. 
Totally. Uh, and, and we have a roadmap uh, that we use with our members, uh, and the roadmap has different levels of businesses, right you know, right from small businesses under $500,000 up to, you know, 500 to a million, a million to two million, two to five million, five million up to sort of 20 million in revenue. Mm. And the higher you go up the roadmap with the things you need to get right in your business, the more these things focus on people leadership, people-centered leadership. Yep. And it can be uh, a, a bunch of different things. Uh, you know, it might be, putting the meeting rhythms in place in your business so that everyone's communicated with and understands what's going on. It's mm. about building the design, the, the organisation structure. Culture of cadence. Yeah, working on the culture. All that sort of stuff is a, is a huge part of it. Uh, and so the further, the bigger your business, the more you almost need to be like the conductor of the orchestra, making things happen in a way that makes sense, that's efficient, and everyone knows what their role is and they feel like they belong to the team and they're all pulling in the same direction. That becomes your focus Mm. rather than just, hey, I've got to get the work done. Well, alone we go fast, together we f- go far, right? So that's, that's really the idea. And this is a really hard transition. I think that's that's the big thing to acknowledge here. Um, now, again, especially because a lot of people that actually did the hard work that will f- you know succeed in getting a business to that point are people uh, task-focused by nature. That's how they actually got the business off the ground. A lot of people-focused uh, leaders do actually struggle to get the business started in the first place. So it's a transition that needs to happen, and um, and it's difficult, you know. It's a lot of your identity wrapped up in there. Um, and identity originally would have come from working hard and seeing what hard work you've done. You know, like I get this job done, I work my butt off all day on, on site, and at the end there's a finished product I can see and touch and feel, and I'm very proud of that work. And so I wrap up my identity in success and, and a job well done. Especially for men. Now, again, a lot of women also like this. I'm not saying it's a totally a guy-girl thing, but men are very, very wrapped up with their identity in their output at work. And so you're going to see a lot of your own value in whether or not you're smashing jobs out. And then you get to a point along your business growth where you have to make that people-focused transition, and now your wins are going to be a lot more indirect. And, and it's tough. You often feel like you're achieving nothing in a day. I'm just sitting around talking to people. I'm not getting anything done. And your job is more about decisions and discussions, and it's it's hard to you know to see the value in that immediately. It's a real transition that needs to happen. It, it reminds me of a Lao Tse quote, an ancient philosopher, where he said, you know, the the greatest measure of leadership is whether or not subordinates uh, achieve the desired result without noticing the leader was present. Um, so basically, when they get an awesome result and they think you had nothing to do with it, that's your biggest win. Uh, but you need to realise that the only reason they did that or were able to do that without you is because of you. And so actually the less you're utilised, the more you're winning, which is a really hard thing to get your head around. You can understand it logically, but emotionally that's tough to really grasp. Yeah, and there is a death of ego that goes on because as you said, our identity, our ego is wrapped up in what we've done. Our significance as a person is generated by what we can see that we've achieved. Yeah, uh, And so when people are doing stuff and they don't even notice you're there, that is actually almost a death of your ego. And you've got to be really careful of that as a leader. It's very important, you know, not to really want the limelight. Yeah. Uh, because if you do, you tend to take away from the team and it becomes more about you and not about them. Yeah. And you might not feel like you're like, oh, it's, it's not that I want the limelight. I'm like, yeah, look, it might not feel that way. But what you want to be able to do is see, touch, feel tangible results from the work you've put in in the day. And what you need to realize is that the most influential results you can have the most impactful when you literally did nothing in the day because that means you've done the hard work to set other people up to get those results for you and to succeed on their own 
which does take a lot of work. But again, when you're putting that work in, you're actually not going to see those results immediately. And it's just, it's a real head trip, you know. It's a mind um, I've actually, you know, it's bringing someone a particular boardroom client who's, um, you know, making this transition at the moment. You know, he's, he's gone through levels of it already. Um, but Adam, if you're listening, mate, this is you. And I think you know it's you. And, uh, you know, logically, you understand it. Emotionally, you got to come to terms with it because that's the only way you really keep making it work and feel good about what you're doing. Um, which leads me to the next thing, which is a lot of the time when you're trying to get people to do something for you or instead of you, the hard part is you're probably still better at it than they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so you think, yes, I could get someone else to do it, but I'm going to do it better. And so I'll just keep doing that. It's super important. And so I need to be the one to do it because I'm going to do it better than anyone else. Um, and here in New Zealand we play a sport called rugby and uh, when people score points it's called a try after that you get to kick the ball at, uh, over a goalpost to get some extra points uh, it's kind of like a um, you know, point after conversion in, in football um, so in this case uh, people have that try to kick you have one player in your team who's usually a better kicker and they're the one that takes the kicks and in New Zealand we have a team called the All Blacks there's a guy called Bowden Barrett who's a great player sometimes kicks goals he's a crap goal kicker and I'll say it again, Bowden Barrett is at kicking goals. Sometimes he's the goal kicker, and the only reason is because he's the best one on the field at the time, but it doesn't mean he's actually that good at it. So the first question I'd ask is, yes, you're better than everybody else, but are you even that good? I think that's just the first check to make. And secondly, is it even the best thing for me to be doing this? And so there's, there's two layers to that. Because um, yes, you might be good, but it doesn't mean you'll never get anyone better. You, know, you might just be better than who you have right now. Um, and secondly, is that the best thing for you to be doing or would you have more leverage getting somebody else to do it? So again, right question is, you know, is this best for the results of the business overall? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, often they're asking the wrong question, which is like, oh, well, am I better than them? Yeah. Who cares? The Doesn't result matter. is if they're doing it mm. and I'm letting them do it, is the result for the business overall better? That's, that's how you as a people-centered leader will judge the success of your leadership. Yep. Does the business perform better? That means does it make more profit? And you know, do you have more time and, and lifestyle to actually enjoy it as well? Because uh, an excessively task-focused person typically works himself into the ground because of deriving significance from getting work done rather than results. That's it, 100%. So what does a people-focused leader do? Well, the people-focused leader works on things like creating a vision for the business. So mapping out what this business stands for and where we're heading over the next three to five years and helping the team actually buy into that direction. The people-centered leader, people-focused leader, creates core values for the business. This is kind of like the, the cultural DNA of how we operate around here. And they make sure these values are right across the business, in the meetings, in the hiring, uh, when people are having performance issues, you know, measuring them against the values. The people-focused leader does uh, rules of the game. This is how we operate here. You know, this is the when we show up. This is how we dress. This is how we communicate to the clients. This is what we do with our job cards. It's all written down so everyone knows what the, the guardrails are so they can cross that bridge quickly. You know, if there's guardrails up, it'll go across a lot quicker if, than if there isn't. Yep. Meeting rhythms and communication. They make sure that the communication's happening in the business. So the information's flowing down and coming up. Uh, so people know that they've got an opportunity to put their opinion in there. They make sure that uh, there's accountability and transparency. So they look at the numbers. See, this is not soft stuff. No, this is hard. This, this is, is actually hard. really hard. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just about hugs and kisses. We're not <laughs> saying that at all. They set a direction. They inspire. They hold people accountable. Uh, they make sure that the numbers are done in the business. 
uh, because the numbers will tell you the results. And then if the results aren't there, they start working with the people to help actually help them improve or working with the managers of those people to help them help them improve. Mm. And a people-focused leader deals with poor performers. Yep. They just don't let things slide. Because no. often what happens, task-focused leader, they're just like, oh, we'll go and fix it up myself. Yeah. I can do a bit, oh, well, that's fine, just push them out of the way. I can yep. buy that house, you, you mucked it up. A people-focused leader is like, nah, the accountability needs to sit where it sits, and we deal with it, and if they can't come up to scratch after training and help, then you know they need to find somewhere else where they can... Uh, they need to find different people to be people-focused with. That's right, yeah. that's right. So that's right. Uh, all of those things are what a people-focused leader does. And it is indirect, uh, it is a little more hands-off in a sense, and it's more difficult to see where you've been mm. because the, the nature of it is the relationships and the culture and the connections you have in the business. But it is incredibly powerful if you want to grow a business successfully. Yeah, totally. Well, good points, man. Let's land this plane. So as your business grows, becoming a people-focused leader is critical for your success. Your job is no longer to do the work. It's your job to grow and motivate your team so that they can do the work and grow the business. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. There is one question that comes up time and time again for business owners in the trades and the services industry. How do I get my team to complete their job or time cards accurately and in a timely manner? Now, and it's important that this task is done because so much of your job costing information comes from the job information. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how to get your team to complete their cards on time and how the process will share will help you get your team on side with any task you need done in your business. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trading Podcast.